Hello, and thank you for tuning into Answers from the Lab, where we share Mayo Clinic knowledge and advancements on the state of testing and science from laboratory leaders and the people who are making it happen behind the scenes. I'm Dr. Bobby Pritt, your host, and the clinical microbiologist and the chair of the Division of Clinical Microbiology at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. For today's episode, we welcome Erin Mueller from our product management team at Mayo Clinic Laboratories for a test-specific podcast. Thanks for the introduction, Dr. Pritt. Today, we'll be discussing Mayo Clinic Laboratories' recently launched suite of postmortem genetic testing with Dr. Linnea Bodwin and genetic counselor, Kate Kotzer. Before we jump in, would each of you share just a little bit about yourselves and your background? Uh, yeah, happy to. My name is Linnea Bodwin, and I'm a clinical molecular geneticist, and I've been a lab director at Mayo for over 20 years, and I specialize in cardiovascular and renal genetics as well as pharmacogenetics. Hi, my name is Kate Kotzer. I have been a laboratory genetic counselor at Mayo Clinic for over 15 years. I support a wide variety of testing, including our cardiovascular test menu. Thanks for sharing your backgrounds. Let's dive in on the topic that brought us here. Kate, could you provide us with an overview of these new tests? Sure. This is a group of tests that our lab offers specifically for the formalin fixed paraffin embedded tissue type, also known as FFPE, in the postmortem setting. In many cases, whole blood is not routinely collected when an autopsy is performed, but FFPE tissue is routinely saved. In these cases, the FFPE tissue may be the only specimen available for genetic testing. For patients who may have died suddenly due to a cardiac event, such as an arrhythmia, cardiomyopathy, or even thoracic aortic dissection, genetic testing may be helpful in determining the cause of death. We also have tests that can be performed on FFPE for hemophagocytic lymphohistiocytosis, also known as HLH, and congenital myasthenic syndrome, which are conditions that may also benefit from postmortem molecular confirmation. We are currently the only lab that can perform this genetic testing on FFPE specimens. This is important because identification of a disease-causing variant may assist the family in understanding the cause of death, their future risk, and potential screening options for any of these conditions. Thank you for those details. These tests sound like they have a lot of potential to help families really understand the cause of their loved one's passing and the potential for implications to family members. While all of these conditions are really important, for the purpose of this interview, we're really gonna focus on discussing the cardiac test primarily. Dr. Bodwin, can you expand on why these postmortem cardiac tests are so important? Yeah, absolutely. So underlying cardiovascular conditions are the most common cause of sudden death in individuals of all ages, but they're especially more frequent in younger individuals. And in some cases of sudden death, there are structural findings on autopsy, such as cardiomyopathy, that can help narrow down the cause. So then that death is termed sudden cardiac death. And in other cases, there are no structural or other autopsy-related findings that explain the cause of the sudden death. So then those cases are termed sudden unexplained death. However, some cases of sudden unexplained death are due to arrhythmic events, which can be explained um, from genetic testing. And in fact, about 30% of cases of sudden death, postmortem genetic testing can provide an answer to confirm the cause and manner of death. And this is really a huge benefit for the families because they're often you know, searching for answers and having an answer really helps to alleviate the burden on them. 
And it can also help to tailor testing in family members as well as medical management and treatment for those who are at risk for having these same conditions. Dr. Bodwin, in your experience, who could benefit from postmortem cardiac genetic testing? That's a great question. There have been a few professional organizations who have provided guidelines around recommendations for testing in cases of sudden cardiac death. In 2023, the American College of Medical Genetics and Genomics published a statement of points to consider in the practice of postmortem testing, which indicate that postmortem testing may be clinically beneficial in all cases of sudden death among infants, children, and adults, as well as in cases of fetal demise or stillbirth. And then in 2020, the Heart Rhythm Society also made evidence-based recommendations and their framework outlines the evaluations of decedents with sudden cardiac death and includes recommendations for family members to be investigated should a genetic etiology be identified to prevent further events from occurring. And the National Association of Medical Examiners also published a position paper in 2013. And this paper really helps the institutions to understand how to acquire samples and store samples so that this type of testing can be accessible to families. Great. Thank you for sharing that. Kate, can you tell us how does a healthcare provider order these tests? And then secondarily, what sample types are accepted? Definitely. So based on the nature of these tests, the expected sample type would always be formal and fixed paraffin embedded tissue. And actually, if a whole blood sample is available on the decedent, we would recommend that the provider order a genetic test designed for whole blood specimens instead. And the test codes for our postmortem sudden cardiac death testing include PMARG, our postmortem arrhythmia gene panel, PMCMG, our postmortem cardiomyopathy gene panel, PMCAG, a combined panel for cardiomyopathy and arrhythmia, and finally PMAOG, our postmortem aortopathy gene panel. And all of these are available in the online test catalog. They may be of particular interest to pathologists and genetic professionals. However, they can be ordered by any healthcare provider. And to order one of our tests, the provider would just place an order and submit a formal and fixed paraffin embedded tissue block. That tissue block then undergoes processing to collect tissue scrolls, which then undergo DNA extraction. And then the tissue block is returned to the client after the testing is complete. If a genetic cause is identified in the decedent, we can perform test code FMTT, called familial variant targeted testing, on family members to identify if they are also at risk and may have medical management options to prevent a subsequent event. And just one thing to note, in addition to the relevant test requisition form, there is also an informed consent specifically for family members of the decedent to complete in our online test catalog. Thank you. Dr. Bodwin, is there a limit to the age of the specimen? Also, are there any limitations to the type of variants that can be detected by this test? Yeah, both of those are really good questions. As far as the age of the specimens, we were curious about that ourselves. And a few years ago, we performed some analyses on FFPE specimens that were 20 to 25 years old, and we were actually able to get good results from them. So what we found is that the age of the specimen is not necessarily a limiting factor to testing. And that's really good news in that we are able to test specimens from individuals who passed away years ago and whose families are still searching for answers. So we can always give the specimen a try, really no matter how old it is. 
As far as your question about the limitations to the types of variants that can be detected, we do have some limitations, uh, mainly because of the FFPE specimen type itself, which has a lot of fragmented DNA in it. So we can detect single nucleotide variants and small insertions and deletions in the genes, which are going to be the vast majority of the variants that we would detect. But we cannot detect larger exon level copy number variants or CNVs or other structural rearrangements due, again, to the fragmented nature of the DNA in the FFPE. Like other genetic tests, regardless of specimen type, there may be some regions of genes that cannot be effectively evaluated. And then this test also cannot detect low levels of mosaicism. Because of these limitations of the type of variants that we can detect, we always prefer to test whole blood samples if they're collected in a timely fashion after death. But we understand that this is not usually the case, and that's why we offer these postmortem tests for FFPE. Hey, earlier you shared that there are four different cardiovascular postmortem tests available. What are some other unique features that set these tests apart? Great question. When an autopsy is performed after a sudden death, a pathologist will examine the heart and may observe structural differences in the heart muscle or tissue that would guide testing. For patients with an enlarged heart or other features of cardiomyopathy, the postmortem cardiomyopathy gene panel would likely be the most appropriate. In cases of thoracic aortic dissection with or without other features of connective tissue disease, the postmortem aortopathy gene panel would be most appropriate. And the postmortem arrhythmia panel is typically ordered for cases of sudden unexplained death with no abnormal structural findings of the heart, since the conditions tested by this panel are associated with abnormalities of the cardiac conduction system rather than structural abnormalities. And finally, the postmortem cardiomyopathy and arrhythmia gene panel, the combined panel, may be ordered for borderline cases or cases where it's unclear whether a genetic form of cardiomyopathy or arrhythmia may have been the cause of death. Can you also share how are the results used in patient care? Yes, the primary goal of this testing is to identify a disease-causing variant that can not only explain the cause of death, but also be used by surviving relatives to assess their risk and inform medical decision-making. So when a disease-causing genetic variant is detected in a decedent, surviving family members can undergo genetic counseling, and if they choose, a blood test to determine whether they carry the same genetic variant. Carriers of the variant would be predicted to be at increased risk for disease and could pursue appropriate screening and management strategies to reduce their risk of sudden death. And on the other hand, non-carriers would be considered to be at the general population risk and would not require increased screening. And in some cases, knowing the specific gene involved also impacts decisions about drug therapy and timing of surgical intervention. So all of this is really important to optimize patient care for surviving family members after a sudden cardiac death. And Dr. Baldwin, last question, could you summarize the benefits of doing these tests at Mayo? The bottom line is that there are very limited options for performing this type of testing on postmortem samples, and we are more than happy to provide that testing here at Mayo. And we have over two decades of experience in providing clinical cardiovascular genetic testing. 
You know, we're really fortunate to have unique expertise at Mayo because we are an integrated practice that includes highly specialized professionals with expertise in cardiovascular conditions and cardiovascular genetics, including cardiovascular pathologists, cardiologists, lab directors, and genetic counselors. So we're able to get input from some of the world's leading clinical experts in given conditions and genes that are members of our own clinical practice and part of our organization. And this combined expertise has lended itself to providing highly informed test results and interpretations based on the specific genes, variants, and phenotypes present. So individuals who order genetic testing at Mayo Clinic, they also experience outstanding customer service from our highly dedicated staff of genetic counselors who are available to answer any questions from the determination of appropriateness of testing all the way through to the process of personalized interpretation of results. I just want to thank you both for joining me today to share a high-level overview of this new suite of testing now available through Mayo Clinic Laboratories. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Answers from the Lab. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to tune in every Thursday and every other Tuesday.